If you like growing food, then you might like eating food. And if you like eating food, then you might like cooking food. Well, go check out the first season of Backyard Kitchen available on Tubi for free. Available on all smart TVs and online. That's T-U-B-I. All free. First season of Backyard Kitchen. Pretty yellow flowers on pretty little plants make for pretty good things. There are good herbs to make herbal remedies right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast. Calendula. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening. We are your hosts, Ben and Batavia, and you can find me gardening in the country. And you'll find me gardening in the city. Get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening where we learn to grow and grow for change. Okay, here we go. I got to read this. So sorry, everybody. We are not doctors. Do not use this without consulting a medical professional. Some of these can interact with medications or diagnosed or undiagnosed conditions. So please use at your own risk. Okay. Also, become a patron if you'd like. Two episodes a month. And, and we want to see your spring gardens. So send us a DM on Instagram and we will share it with everybody because your spring gardens are going to be amazing. I know they are because you've been listening to this and you're all ready to go. Listen, he hasn't approved this, but it's okay. My spring garden, my garden in the springtime has a lot of dirt. You know, yeah. so when I talk to neighbors, I'm like, she's like, you're getting it together. You know, as people pass by, I'm like, yeah, I'm growing a lot of dirt. You That's know, happening. so it's it's a part of the process. It all starts from somewhere. <clears throat> mm-hmm. All right. So this herb is calendula and its nickname is the bone stitcher. OK. <laughs> yeah. Not to be confused with the bone collector. Well, go ahead. Confuse it. I don't know. So um, <laughs> we haven't discussed this ahead of time. Do you want me to start or do you want to start? I started on the last one. You can go okay, with this one. Boom. Um, what does it do? It treats bruises, burns, cuts, minor infections, and might be uh, bring more blood to the skin to cause new tissue to be made. That's pretty amazing for a little yellow flower, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Or orange. Or orange, but generally, mm-hmm. and it's a uh, multi-petaled mm-hmm. yellow flower or orange flower. Uh, the plant gets to be about, I think it's 12 inches high and about the same wide. It gets to be a little nice compact ball and it just, mm-hmm. it's an annual. So it flowers constantly. Yeah. There definitely is that, you know, kind of spiny um, green stems and leaves. And then the, again, delicate yeah. is the word for the series, flower petal. Um, and I was just telling Ben uh, before we got started, the first time I ever grew calendula, I grew it from seed and it was the October fest uh, variety. And I thought that meant it only grew like in the fall. Right. <laughs> so, well, luckily, I, well, the timing worked out when I started it and implanted it. It actually took a, a bit of a, a frost, too. It was pretty sturdy, at least that particular variety. Um, so you covered off what does it look like? Uh, not to be confused with marigolds, which I guess some people do. The Internet says um, you can grow it. And this is great. All of these are really well up until today. These are no, that's wrong. 
calendula is the only thing that's great for <laughs> containers. Like, I started going through them like chamomile is good for containers, which we went over in the very first yeah. episode. Then we had one for the patrons last week, which isn't optimal for containers, I wouldn't say. Jasmine. Unless you're, yeah, Jasmine, unless you're going with the bush itself. But calendula absolutely works well in containers based on the size of it. Um, you can start these from seeds. You can buy them if you want. It's transplants. You want to make sure that you are past the point of your frost before you put them out. Um, it is absolutely, to Ben's point, an annual, um, full sun, you know, it's going to blossom and bloom all throughout the season, which is super duper cool. Um, I love a flower. And a quick trip, uh, tip, if you're buying transplants from stores, make sure you're looking at tags. A lot of the stores have the tags and have kind of the bloom time. If you're okay with something just blooming in the spring or just blooming in the summer or just blooming in the fall, that's fine. But make sure you read the tags or look it up online because everything doesn't bloom all season long, like all throughout the, you know, the growing season. Calendula does though. It does. That's the reason why it's on our list and it's one of our favorites. It is, yeah. It's my favorite because its name is the Bone Stitcher, but you know. All right, I'm going to go over pests uh, and then let's talk hardiness zone and harvesting. So for pests, and I actually have to go back after I close out all of my research because I forgot about this item. Um, it's considered a trap crop, which always makes me sad. But, you know, what are you going to do? So it can draw in things like aphids, thripes, white flies. So these are a lot, especially the aphids and the white flies. These are things that we talk about with other plants in like our vegetable gardens that give us problems. So that's the reason why it's considered a trap crop. You, If you want, if you don't want to enjoy this for the medicinal purposes, we're going to go over. And instead, you want to trap some uh, some bugs. That's what you are going to see on these plants. I've not seen these bugs attack my calendula. I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't know. Hardiness zones <clears throat> 9, 10, and 11 could make it a perennial if you're in those higher zones. But it can generally be grown from zones 2 through 11. No excuses. Yeah, this is another one no excuses. And it's amazing that something that with medicinal qualities can be grown everywhere. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Fascinating mm -hmm. how that works out, isn't it? So, um, the petals of the flower contain the medicine, so you cut them and dry the flowers. And it's best to do this just when you're deadheading. So, just go mm -hmm. out and deadhead, mm -hmm. and it's just like the chamomile. I might do my chamomile on Tuesdays. Maybe I'll start doing my calendula on Wednesdays. And you just take them and dry them. It's pretty straightforward. Um, mm -hmm. The difference is from the other things that we've talked about is how you're going to use it. So calendula mm -hmm. is solely used as, as an ointment or a salve. And it's actually a natural um, neosporin situation. So, you know, you, you know what neosporin is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Some people don't. So it's a topical ointment that you put on a cut that it cleans it and um, disinfects it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Disinfects it. So you would make this into an ointment. <clears throat> and if you go to the Amazon link below... There is a section called Herbal Remedies, and I've put all of the things that you would need for that. Um, you're going to need the tins, you're going to need vitamin E oil, and you're going to need beeswax, and then you're going to need the actual flour, but you're going to have to make the flour into a tincture first. So this is a multi-level process to do these things. Mm -hmm. The benefit is once you make the tincture, you have it to use over and over and over again. 
And the way it works is um, once you make it, you just rub it on your cut. If you have a bruise, you can put it on your skin, rub it. like I'm doing it on the camera, like rubbing my skin all nice. So you can rub it on your skin and then you wrap it. And what that does is it brings the actual plant itself will bring the um, blood to the surface and start to repair it. And a lot of people actually don't even make the salve for that part. They'll just take the flower and wet it and put mm-hmm. it directly on the skin. So there is that. Yeah. Um, and just with all of these, you, you want to make sure that you're um, looking through these leaves, that there are no bugs on them, that, you know, you have some healthy leaves and um, and flower heads that you're actually yeah. harvesting and using. I did have notes here. So I think you described the most common use, but I'm trying to dodge the gnats. Sorry. <laughs> so the, the countdown of when I can get the gnats <laughs> under control. Um, so I do also have it used as a tea. Um, I think just about any edible flower, somebody can toss it in and, and make a tea with it. Um, it says it soothes internal mucous membranes. Oh. Um, and then I also have it as just generally, and this is my favorite because you always roll your eyes at me with this. So the idea that you can cut the petals and add them to a salad, you can just eat them raw. <laughs> fight the urge, fight the urge. Oh, um, I've never tasted a raw um, calendula flower so I don't know if there's a strong taste like some like nasturtiums the flower sometimes has a depending on the variety has a strong taste as an example so I'm going to try it this year because I do have a few different rounds of calendula like I started from seed yeah I'm looking forward I've got to a bunch that I started from seed and the the benefit of this is with the calendulas it'll reseed itself too so <clears throat> now that being said I've never really had too many things reseed themselves so I'm just going to kind of let that one go where it is, but it is a possibility. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've, I haven't heard of people using it as a tea. I know that as the main point, as it being the bone stitcher, that that is kind of what the main use for it is. But mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I, I could see it. I mean, I've never, I'm not like, like you've stated, I'm not big into eating flowers. They're cool. It's cool to eat a flower, but I feel like it's just a flex at that point. You know what I mean? Like, look at me. I can eat a flower. You know what, though? I was watching something, um, some video, some YouTuber uh, was talking about, like, you know, ways to make your salads interesting. You know, I'm always looking forward to that. Um, And a part of what he said was, and you can add a flower to this. And it's like, there's really no, like real texture or a taste that this particular flower is going to add. It's just a little bit of vibrancy for color, you know, and that's really, it's a garnish, right? Um, But for the tea, it describes adding the uh, calendula flowers to water in a ratio of a tablespoon of fresh or two teaspoons of dried flowers to a cup of water. Bring to a boil and simmer or allow to steep for 10 minutes. So, I mean, pretty typical. Yeah, you typically don't boil fresh herbs because it destroys the uh, the oils inside of it, generally speaking. So, the optimum temperature is just below boiling. Good luck getting there. But <laughs> um, when I make my tea bags, I just do like a pinch. You know, I'll do like mm-hmm, a pinch or two. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not an exact science. I mean... Yeah. Well, you can see from that particular recipe, they weren't even... I mean, I guess maybe it's implied, but I think it's really like 
flowers to water and go yeah. versus like um, what you would normally do with tea bags. But yeah, here we are. That's what we yeah, got. You can put them directly <laughs> in the water. Um, I don't like that because I don't like to get the stuff in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Call me weird. What can I say? But um, yeah, for bruises and cuts and stuff, I've used it. <coughs> excuse me for um, what's it called for like minor cuts and it does work mm-hmm. I mean I didn't do like a, I didn't take a knife and like cut my hand twice and say okay this one's Neosporin and this one is that <laughs> so but it's the ultimate garden experiment <laughs> yeah right but it's you said it best in the last episode when we were doing the community gardens show mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's all this is stuff is about a holistic lifestyle yeah. so does that mean that hey, you should grow calendula and you shouldn't. You should never buy neosporin again. Or if you break an arm, you should just put flowers on it and wrap it. Mm-hmm. No, that's not mm-hmm. what we're saying at all. But this is another yeah. option you can have. And if you feel like going a more natural route in your life, then this is something that you can do. And I think that's yeah. really important. I think it is, and I think that. I am kind of a get all of the information together and then jump in. Like that's kind of the way that I'm built. That's what works well for me in my mind. And a part of my delay in using some of the herbs and some of the flowers that I grow is in the back of my mind, I know it's kind of, it's just not like a one time shot, right? You know, like you're just not going to do it a single time. And then it's like, there it is. And so in my mind, it's like, all right, get all this in order, like get your house in order, get your herbs in order, get your, you know, edible plants and things in order. Um, However, I'm not going to kind of continue down with that thought pattern because I've just not gotten my things in order. So I'm going to start, you know, little by little, I do want to, and I didn't see this um, very strongly, noted like you know the caffeine associated with these flowers and things but i do want to limit a bit of the coffee that i drink as a daily and part of it i believe is routine like something warm right um we'll find out when i start going off coffee and you start recording with me you're kind of like wait what but anyway so these are like there's no need for me to buy anything expensive in the store i'm going to have in my garden access to things that i can sub in a cup of you know instead of having you know tea at or coffee at 6 p.m like sometimes i do Perhaps it's getting close to my bedtime, believe it or not. I could have a cup of chamomile tea, you know. So I, I don't grow, know that I'm going to try the calendula tea, though. I grow 80% of my tea, and I drink tea every day. Mm-hmm. So that being said, um, it's something that I just kind of fell into as well. I don't know why yeah. I did it. I don't I, I don't know why I started doing it, but I, I definitely did it. And <clears throat> it was different flavors. Like I had a tea. I had mint tea. And then mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, that's good. I like it. And I was like, damn, it's expensive. And then somebody, I had caught wind somewhere. They're like, hey, if you grow mint, you'll never be able to use it. And I was like, challenge accepted. <laughs> and so like I would grow it. And then once a year, I'd come and just thwack, cut it back. And then there you go. You know, so then I would yeah. try it and have yeah. it. So, yeah, you can definitely do it. And it's every time I crack open my tea containers, I'm like, damn right. I bought that shit. <laughs> That's my tea. That's not your tea. Yeah. That's yeah. not his tea. That's my tea. And I know what's in it. So that's what's cool about it. But to your point about drinking coffee, I use that to get off of the caffeine because it is that warm in the morning. Mm -hmm. But there's there's other products and things that you can do to help with that. But I'm not here to promote these things that I haven't tried. Number one. So (laughs) I want to try it. I appreciate that. But it's expensive 
so it's too expensive for me to want to try. Let's put it that way. I like that saying because that you end up with a shelf full of things that, you know, that you're no longer using. Yeah. And again, what's the worst that could happen if it's something <laughs> in your garden, right? You end up just having a bunch of pretty flowers continuing to grow that you didn't harvest for these purposes. Yeah. Um, and I just, I generally like this idea of um, the soothing effects, you know, because gosh, how many of us are dealing with anxiousness in the world we live in, right? Well, this uh, one so doesn't can, really help with that. Well, I think we're talking. To, am I am I not talking in general about oh, okay. you know you are. using some of the yeah? Okay. I was just making sure that, that right? we weren't like the calendula does. I don't want to give any false impressions. Yeah, because we we're, we've officially not signed on to the tea, and I'm talking about you know the soothing effects of tea. But you guys get the point. Come on, you're you're listening to or watching this entire series, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one thing I do want to say about the calendula, and one thing that I like about it is the calendula isn't one of these, like, <clears throat> with all, we mentioned this last time, but a lot of these herbs, you have to continue, you don't have to, but you get the best effect if you continuously are using them. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. isn't one like that. This is one that you yeah. can use when you need it. And that's, yeah. I like that because I don't want to live my life being like, okay, I did, okay, did I drink my chamomile today? Okay, well, what, wait, did I do, did I do my echinacea today? Mm-hmm, did I do mm-hmm. this today? Like, no, it's like, oh, I, owie, I got a boo boo. Let me put it on there and move on. You know what I mean? So, but actually, that's a, a great segue to just make sure again chamomile was uh, episode one for the series we did jasmine as a part of the patron episodes and then or patreon episodes and then today we're talking about calendula and then we're going to end with a bang right so next week we're going to do echinacea yeah. yeah, we're going to do Echinacea. And this is, um, believe it. I learned so much about this one. Yeah, there, you've probably learned a lot about it, but you probably also, I'm going to wait. Never mind. You're going, you know what? <laughs> Y'all are going to have to just come see us next week to see what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, I just, I have to stop now. I'm sorry because I will spill the beans and then there'll be no point yeah, doing another no. episode. So check us out next week when we talk about Echinacea. Um, be cool, be safe. Remember our disclaimer, like check with the doctor beforehand. And I mean, dude, just grow it for the flower. Seriously, look yeah. it up, grow it as a flower and enjoy it. Tell them something good. See ya. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please follow us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens TV. Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. Over on our website, BackyardGardensTV.com. And then we have Patreon at Backyard Gardens. And don't forget to check out our links below to help the show. Thank you so much for joining us as we learn to grow and grow for change. Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck!
We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners.